Hello and welcome to Wisdom Trek. This is Guthrie Chamberlain and I am your guide to wisdom and creating a legacy. Thank you for joining us for our seven day a week, seven minutes of wisdom podcast. This is day 60 of our trek and today we will mine for some additional golden nuggets of wisdom. I hope you are ready to learn with me as we build your living legacy each day. We are recording our podcast from our studios at the Big House in Marietta, Ohio. It's been a hot and muggy week here in Ohio, but somewhat typical for the last week of July. Our client workload remains very busy this week, but I look forward to each day as we share our lives together. It is my hope that this podcast and journal provides you with the information that impacts your life in a positive way. On our trek this week, we started down a new trail in a series called It's Only Money, with the theme of that being On the Trail to True Riches. Yesterday, we hiked along the trails of what money cannot do for you and what money will do for you. On both trails, we came to understand that money does not bring lasting security because we will never have enough of it. Money can also sprout wings and fly off like an eagle, leaving us to wonder where it is gone. I know that you can probably relate to this because I know that I do. Today, we're going to examine the trail of money attitudes. So let's head on up our yellow brick trail to the land of financial contentment. As most of us don't understand financial contentment, this may be a foreign country to you. There are a number of principles in the book of Proverbs that should shape our attitude towards money. Some of these principles are, number one, neither the possession of money nor the lack of it are proof of your goodness or worthiness. Within the faith community of our day and in times past, there are some that indicate that prosperity is the proof of godliness. The rich, they suppose, are wealthy because they are more worthy and pleasing to God. This camp gets caught up in the trappings of affluence. In other religious groups, though, there is a spoken or unspoken code that austerity is a sign of being spiritual, so their poverty becomes proof of their goodness. But these views are wrong for several reasons. First, you may be rich for the wrong reasons, whether it's illegal commerce or bad behavior, for example, as a means by which you prosper. Likewise, you may be poor for reasons other than being lazy or unwise financially. Some are poor due to injustice, not the lack of initiative. Proverbs 13.23 says a poor person's farm may produce much food, but injustice sweeps it all away. And also in Proverbs 19.22, loyalty makes a person attractive. It is better to be poor than dishonest. So money is never an indicator of morality. What most of us fail to grasp is that money is completely amoral or without any moral. It all comes from the heart and the mind. It is how you handle the wealth that you do have that is important. Don't judge others for their perceived lifestyles. Proverbs 13.7 shows us that we should not judge by outward appearance, because some who are poor pretend to be rich. Others who are rich pretend to be poor. So true riches can never be measured in the terms of money. Secondly, God is not promised to make every good and godly person wealthy. The first question you must ask yourself, does God in his word promise to financially prosper me? Is there a formula that will guarantee my financial success? To be dogmatic about these questions would be foolish on our part. This is particularly difficult for us to understand in our Western societies. Even the poorest of people would be considered wealthy in many other places of the world. And regardless of where you live or your standard of living, there are certain principles in the Bible that, if followed, will allow you to build wealth into your lives. These principles are no different than the principles in other areas of our lives, such as eating properly, getting enough exercise, and getting enough sleep. If you abuse any of these areas, you will have negative consequences in your life. Before we attempt to become wealthy, a more appropriate goal is to become financially free. When you become financially free, it is then that you have the freedom to make the right choices in life or the wise choices in life. Becoming wealthy, or at least financially free, is simple and yet so few people obtain this freedom. 
Essentially, there are just four basic steps to financial freedom. Number one, spend less than you make. And that would indicate that you need to live modestly because there are very few needs that we have in our life. Number two, never borrow money, with the only possible exception is of a modest home that fits your budget. Number three, invest at least 10%. This could be investing in your own business or yourself or in some outside investment. And number four, give at least 10% to those who are in need. Practice helping others on a personal level. It is then that it becomes real. But you might ask, Guthrie, this is all well and good, but I am in a heap of financial trouble right now. What do I do? I believe one of the best plans to get out of this trap is the one that Dave Ramsey's organization has laid out, and you can find it at daveramsey.com forward slash baby dash steps. It's a very good program if you are struggling financially. How we handle money and whether we become wealthy is more of a mindset than a mystery. I personally believe that God controls everything within the universe, including the small amounts of wealth that we have. When Job went through his trials where he had all his wealth and all of his personal belongings, everything that he had taken from him, he said, I came naked from my mother's womb, and I will be naked when I leave. The Lord gave me what I had, and the Lord has taken it away. Praise the name of the Lord, which is Job 1.21. So no matter how much wealth you have or don't have, at best it is only ours to manage for a few short years that we are alive. So my encouragement is to manage it well. Number three. Proverbs never encourages us to desire to be wealthy, but to make every sacrifice to be wise. We are to seek wisdom as if it were wealth. And this can be found in Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. It's a little bit of a lengthy passage, but listen as I read it. My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek for them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain the knowledge of God. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the path of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right, just, and fair, and you will find the right way to go. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. Just think about this. If you seek wisdom first, not only will you have the treasure of wisdom and understanding, you will also have the ability to make wise choices to become wealthy in all areas of life. Now that is true wealth. Well, that'll finish our podcast for today. If you've missed any of our previous podcasts, especially this week, please check out Wisdom Trek at iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or at wisdom-trek.com. Tomorrow, we will continue to consider the topic of It's Only Money, Part 4, which will expand our thoughts from today on how wisdom is a requirement for the acquisition of wealth. So please join us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. If you enjoy these daily doses of wisdom, these nuggets that we consume, I encourage you to take the time to invest in yourself. Help by investing in improvement of Wisdom Trek by leaving your name, email address, and comment on our website so that we can provide you with wisdom and insight that best fits your needs. Invest seven minutes a day to improving yourself by listening to Wisdom Trek each day. And third, invest in the lives of others by sharing with your family and friends in person or online to journey with us on our Wisdom Trek. The journal for this podcast can be found at wisdom-trek.com, where we also have pictures, tweetable quotes, wisdom nuggets, and free resources. Thank you for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, and most of all, your friend, as I serve you through this Wisdom Trek podcast and journal each day. As we take this trek together, let us always live abundantly or fully, 
love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and leave a living legacy each day. This is Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and create a great day every day. See you tomorrow.